Hello and welcome to Well It Depends, a podcast exploring the grey areas of health, fitness and life. I am your host, Charlie Beestone. I'm a qualified nutritionist and performance coach who works with everyone from elite athletes and CEOs to recreational gym goers and the general population. Well, it depends is the title of this podcast as it's probably the three words that I say most often when asked a question. Because more often than not, the answer is, well, it depends. The aim of this podcast is to try and resist the urge to oversimplify complex topics and to dive deeper to help you, the listener, improve your understanding at a less superficial level. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope that it challenges you to reappraise your tightly held beliefs, that you remain open to alternative perspectives and that you deepen your understanding of the subjects discussed, even if you already have some knowledge of the topic. As basketball coach John Wooden once said, it's what you learn after you know all that counts. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode three. I haven't committed to a schedule on my podcast. I am loosely aiming for every two weeks at the moment, as time allows. Um, My intention was to publish this podcast on Monday the 22nd of August, which I almost didn't get around to. But to go against that intention would be slightly hypocritical of me um, because today's podcast is all about intention, intentional choices. And so I had to get it done when I intended to, really. Um, the topic of intention and intentionality came up because it's been coming up a lot with clients recently, actually. And I think it's a really important, underestimated aspect of uh, weight loss, training, health behaviours, any behaviours, really. Um I think these things are really important. So I wanted to talk a little bit about intention today. I want to address it from two different perspectives and to look at both intention and being intentional, because even though they are pretty much the same, there's a slight difference there. So we're going to start with intention. The definition of intention is the thing intended, so an aim or a plan. Um, And this is something that I picked up from uh, my friend Lizzie Brasco when we were chatting about whether certain behaviours or goals were healthy or not um, on an Instagram Live a couple of years ago now, I think it was. Um, And I get loads of questions from people saying, is this healthy or should I really be doing this? And the answer is always, well, it depends. It's the point of this podcast. Because it really does depend on the reason for doing the behaviour. So what is the intention for the behaviour? What's healthy for one person isn't healthy for another because of their intention for doing the behaviour. I'm going to give you some examples and sort of run through some examples where it might be uh, healthy and where something may not be as healthy. So is it okay for me to try and lose weight? A really common one. If your intention is to do this to be healthier, you're doing it in the right way with healthy behaviours. You're increasing your fruit and veg intake, your protein intake, learning about portion sizes, sleeping better, you're moving more. Yes, that's absolutely okay. If it's to improve sports performance, then it can be, but not always. Um, But if you're doing it because you're really unhappy and that you think just dropping a few pounds will solve all of your issues, then it probably isn't that healthy because your intention is misplaced. Like You're not going to get happiness just from losing a couple of stone or whatever your arbitrary weight loss goal is. Um, If you're looking to try and lose weight to get some control over something in your life because you haven't got much control outside of your weight, Uh, in other areas of your life, again, probably isn't that healthy because the intention behind it probably isn't that healthy itself. Is it okay for me to fast? Some people might fast because they think 
having done a little bit of reading and research, they think there's some potential health benefits to confer. Um, they don't mind doing it. They find that it helps them manage their energy intake okay. They eat perfectly normally the rest of the time when they do eat. That can be absolutely okay. That can be healthy. If you're doing it because you think you don't deserve food after eating and drinking more on a certain occasion, that's not okay because your intention is restriction brought on by guilt and shame. Your intention isn't to try and be healthier. So is it okay? Is it healthy for me to fast? Probably not. Is it okay for me to weigh myself every single day? If you're someone who's data-driven and you like to know why your weight fluctuates day-to-day and how things like diet, exercise, water, the menstrual cycle, if you're a woman, how those things affect your weight, then that's absolutely okay. If your intention is to use your daily weight to decide whether you deserve food that day or how much food you deserve, then again, it probably isn't. Uh, Just a couple more examples. Is it okay for me to walk 15,000 steps per day? Yes, if you're naturally active, if you've got an active job, you live somewhere really nice, i.e. not Tamworth, um, and you love being outside in nature, absolutely fine. If that's a goal that you think you have to hit, otherwise you beat yourself up, or you call yourself lazy, or you think that you can't be healthy if you don't hit X steps per day, then again, the intention probably isn't a healthy one. Last one, is it okay for me to cut out certain foods that don't make me feel good? Yes, if they make you feel physically uncomfortable, you don't mind not having them. You've isolated that it is this food that's the problem and you've included lots of other foods. You're getting the nutrients from that food from other sources. Absolutely fine. If it's because you're scared of a certain food due to what you've been told about whether it's bad for you or not, potentially, um, and the not feeling good is actually a guilt and shame thing rather than a physical discomfort, you're probably better off learning how to include them. So hopefully you can see that one of the key considerations for whether a decision is healthy or not, as always, is the context. What's the intention with your action? What is it that you are trying to achieve? Is that intention healthy rather than is the behavior itself healthy? So that's intention sort of boxed off. A slightly longer one is making intentional choices. This is something that I speak to clients about all of the time. So the definition of intentional is done on purpose and being deliberate. So why is that important? Well, there's a few different reasons I think intentional choices are important. It shows that we're clear on what matters to us. So you can't really make intentional choices if you don't have some form of clarity on what you want. You're clear on what you want to get out of something. I speak to clients about this so much. If you're going out for a meal with friends and you know the food will be shit, but you're there to see your friends, whatever you have is going to be shit. So you may as well choose something that's aligned with your goals. It might be that you go for a lower calorie option or you go for the one that's just protein and fruit and veg. Um, You might decide not to drink because nothing they've got to drink there really excites you. But if you're going somewhere because the food is nice and that's why you're going, then you've got to make the most of it and have the lovely food, the lovely drink, etc. So if you're clear on and you can ask yourself, what is it that I'm looking to get out of this? Is it just human connection? Is it nice food? Is it a combination of the two? Having that clarity can help you make intentional food choices. We avoid mindless decision-making. So we don't eat things because they are there. We're not staying still because we've not really thought of moving. We're not watching another episode of Netflix because it's already skipped to the next one automatically. We're not mindlessly scrolling on social media, which is what I'm guilty of. We're bringing our attention to the present. We're being mindful and we're making choices based on what we want to get from something. So I'm probably using social media a little bit more than I was in the past in terms of I'm on it for longer. But... I am clear on my intentions with it. So I am replying to people, 
uh, chatting to new people, commenting on things, being social on it. I'm not just doom scrolling through endless reels that use the same audio. Um, I just regurgitated shit, really. So although I'm using it for longer, the intention is there. And therefore, I feel much better about my social media use. Time management. So this is something that no one really thinks about. And they are rushing through a big to-do list. Um, they're switching from one task to another. They're answering an email. Then they're going to a meeting. Then they're doing a different task. Then they're working on another project. Then they're trying to do two things simultaneously. They're not intentional with their time, but also with their energy. Like we know that we don't multitask well. That's not what your brain is good at. People who think they can multitask just shift attention really well. And that's fine for small superficial simple tasks any of the deeper stuff where we're actually making progress on big work multitasking is not a good use of our time so actually being intentional with blocks of time and saying at this time i'm going to do this for me this morning i'm going to write out what i want to talk about i'm going to record this podcast i'm going to edit it and publish it that's intentional use of my time i'm not writing the podcast then answering emails then replying to instagrams then going back to the podcast recording a bit coming back to it etc that's not a good use of time. So being intentional can actually help us really manage our time and energy. It can also really help us overcome guilt and shame around choices, particularly with food. So this is another big one with clients where I have clients who struggle with food guilt and often they've worked with other coaches who aren't happy with them socialising. Uh, shout out to the one coach who told a client of mine that she wasn't allowed to have Easter eggs uh, at Easter because she must be really fun at parties. Um, the guilt and shame comes from eating and drinking things that they didn't want to have, but they have anyway, or even just from going and enjoying themselves and then feeling like they shouldn't have gone or shouldn't have had the food and drink that they did have. So let's use an example of fat loss because that's a really common goal and it's a really common example of where people aren't intentional or are intentional but still struggle. If you're socialising with food and drink at the weekend, you've got a few different choices with how you can include that if you've got a fat loss goal. So you can not have the food you want and make a compromise and sacrifice some of the food and drink you would have liked to have in order to work towards your goal, stay in a calorie deficit, etc. You can have the food you want, be in a surplus for that day potentially, and then work around it the rest of the week. So maybe have fewer calories on other days, fewer calories the day before, the day after. Or you can have the food you want and be happy that you are at maintenance or in a slight surplus and that your weight and your progress will reflect that. And you're not going to make any progress that week. You might even take a step back in terms of body composition progress. But that's a worthwhile trade-off for you because this social was really important. This wedding that you were really looking forward to, it, it was more important than your weight loss goal. All of those options are fine. There is not a right or wrong answer. There's just a right or wrong answer for you. But it's important that you are intentional, that you've picked one and that you are happy with your choice. If you go to have some food and drink and you choose exactly what you wanted, you were really intentional on it. And you said this weekend, I'm just going to eat the food and drink that I want. I'm still going to be mindful of how hungry I am and not just eat for the sake of it. But I'm going to allow myself to have this food and I'm not worried about that goal right now. You can be happy with that no matter what happens with your weight because you have intentionally chosen this is more important than this on this occasion. So I'm going to stick with that. And that is fine. And that is good. And actually having that approach means that you probably won't have that guilt. You won't have that shame. You won't get that fuck it mentality where you go, 
will I ruin things? Because you haven't ruined things. You've gone exactly with the plan that you had going in. And you end up eating less. Because when people say, I'm not going to have this, and then they have it, they think, oh, fuck it, I've done wrong. I may as well just carry on and keep eating. If you go, actually, I'm going to do this, I'm going to eat it, and only going to eat the things that I want to eat, and I'm going to enjoy them, but I'm going to have whatever I like, you can't say fuck it because you go, well, actually, I've done exactly what I said I was going to. And then you end up eating less that way. So that's the best way that you can deal with social occasions. Know they're coming up. Think about the different options that you've got. Pick one. Be happy with that choice. And then own that choice. So how can we have better intentions and be more intentional with our choices? The first step is be clear on the things that you value. And I will go on and on about values all day long because I think they're really important. But if you know what you give a shit about, then it becomes easy to make choices because you can make choices in line with the things that you care about. So if one of the things that you really value is connection, which it is for a lot of people, you might choose connection over being in a slight deficit for one week because you've got a big social occasion. It's a big family wedding. You haven't seen everyone in ages. You really value the connection with those people. Food and drink is part of that for your family. You value that more than you value losing weight that week. That is fine. So know the things that you value and that makes decisions much easier. The next thing is priorities. So that sort of comes from values a little bit, but you all have different priorities at different times. We only have so much time and energy, which I spoke about in the last podcast. Understand how you want to prioritize that time and energy over a short period of time. And those priorities can shift all the time. They are your focus right now. And a quote from uh, author Randall Stutman that I really like is, when people get their priorities right in the short term, a lot of the longer term goals and issues take care of themselves, which I completely agree with. If you are clear on what you want to achieve on a day, on a week, on a month even, on what the priorities are, you can say, actually, I'm not going to do as much of this because that's not a priority this week. It's important to me, but this week I can't do everything and that's not a priority for me. And that allows you to make more intentional decisions. Another quote I really like from Ray Dalio is, you can have just about anything you want, but not everything you want. Maturity is the ability to reject good alternatives in order to pursue even better ones. So we can't have everything. We are finite. Our time is finite. Be clear on your priorities and you can then make intentional choices on the back of them. And then the next step is to make sure you have a plan. So that's a big plan and a small plan. Your best intentions with food don't work because they're vague. They're about what not to do rather than what you're going to do. You don't take any steps between thinking about what you intend to do and actually how you act. There's nothing in between. So you've got no idea what your intention actually looks like in terms of actions. So these plans can be big and small. They could be a sort of yearly goal. They could be quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. Uh, It doesn't really matter how you plan your time. Um, But intentions sort of intertwine quite nicely with goals and habits so if you know what you're intending to do you can set goals on the back of it or you can do it the other way around and have goals and then set intentions and then work out what are the habits that would help you hit those goals and work towards your intentions for me intentions for the week are really nice um i will go into weeks sort of thinking this is what i want to get out of the week both in terms of my work and also in terms of personal stuff for me whether that's my health or Um, connection with other people that sort of thing but also I will set intentions for the day so I'll have priorities for the day again for health and work and also intentions for certain situations so if you're going to a barbecue or you're going to a wedding or you're going to an all-inclusive holiday 
set an intention for I want to go to this thing, do X behavior. Um, it might be I'm going to go have the food I want, listen to my hunger, have a few drinks, and then go home from the barbecue. Set that intention, and then you can map your behavior against that intention. Whereas if you just go in and just hope for the best and you don't have that plan, things probably won't go that well. Speaking of things not going that well, um, plan for things to go wrong. So I speak about this a lot. Um, James Clear's idea of implementation intentions. So we always plan as if nothing will ever go wrong because we plan from a place where we're really optimistic, things are going well. We are imagining the success we've already got before we've done the work. And then shit hits the fan. So plan for shit to hit the fan. When X happens, I will do Y. So when this goes wrong, because this is often something that goes wrong, and I've reflected on when I'm not working, I don't have my routine, and I tend to overeat, not move, and I'm more likely to have a drink. So rather than just that happening every week and you not being able to work out why, think about what your plan is to get around that. When I'm not at work, I will prep all of my food for the day off so that I just have to eat it. I don't have to make food choices or choose what I'm going to eat. I just eat the food that I've already prepared. So there's some ideas on how we can be more intentional and how we can choose better intentions. I will sort of caveat this with, you can have good intentions, but not necessarily end up with the right result. So you you can have intentions that are misplaced. An example of this is something called the Cobra effect. Um, and that's where the solution to a problem actually makes the problem worse. So this comes from when um, British policy was implemented in India during colonial rule. Um, the British were concerned about the number of cobras in Delhi. So they announced a policy that offered a reward for dead cobras. So every time someone brought them a dead cobra, they were given a reward. It started really well. Lots of dead cobras were turned in, um, lots of rewards. But then some people started to breed the cobras uh, and then kill them and then turn them in. So they'd actually make loads more money. The British people got a bit annoyed at this sort of abuse of the policies. They got rid of the sort of cobra reward. And then everyone realised that. And the people that were breeding all the cobras just let them go. And they ended up with more cobras than they actually started when they were trying to reduce numbers of numbers of cobras. So that's an example of when your solution to the problem actually makes the problem worse. Another example from life is government bailouts for companies so if a government bails out a company it does it with good intentions to try and save jobs um, but sometimes those bailouts can lead to executives thinking well actually I've got money to play with I can take more risks because if executives take more risks then their potential for shareholder returns is higher so they think well I've, I can take more risks because they'll bail me out anyway and actually they end up making worse decisions or taking more risks than they did before and there's an increased chance of more business collapse so a well-intended action doesn't always lead to the right outcome i see this in health behavior sometimes so if you're mad at yourself for being lazy um and you want to be healthy and active you might take up running as a new year's resolution in january you hate running, it makes your knees hurt, so you give up after two weeks, and all you do is confirm to yourself that you are lazy and you can't look after yourself. So your solution to your perceived problem actually makes you feel worse about the problem when actually you probably should just choose 
a form of exercise that you actually enjoy. Uh, a yo-yo dieter who tells himself they've got no willpower, but they need to diet, so they stick themselves on 900 calories. No one can stick to 900 calories, and then they end up falling off the wagon and confirm to themselves that they've got no willpower. So actually their solution leads to a further exacerbation of their own beliefs. So there are examples where intentions don't solve everything, but they are certainly a step in the right direction. So to summarize this waffling, um, intentions and intentionality are key in health and fitness behaviors, in my opinion. Intentions are our reasons for doing something, and they can be the difference between the exact same behavior, either being a health-promoting thing for one person or a slippery slope to a not-so-healthy place for another person. Intentional choices are key because they are choices that are mindful, they are made with clarity, are values-led, and they often support the pursuit of our best version of ourselves. If you can be clear on your values, your priorities, and have a clear plan to work towards those, you can make some really good intentional choices. And if you're struggling with the same behavior consistently, ask yourself, what am I intended to get out of this? And then work from there. Intentions are crucial, but they're not enough on their own. You still need to make good decisions with them. And that is pretty much it from me. If you enjoyed this, it would really help if you could review it on the podcast app that you are listening to it on. Share it with anyone you who you think might enjoy it or get something from it. Um, also, let me know because it will stroke my precious ego and it provides comfort in those bizarre moments where I'm sat in my bedroom talking to my bookcase that at least I'm doing it for some reason. And then lastly, you can find me on Instagram at cbnutrition underscore or email me at info at cb-nutrition.com. If you've got any suggestions for topics you want me to cover, anything like that, then please get in touch. Have a wonderful week and I will speak to you very soon.